Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Now, here is your host, Eric Skwarzynski. Welcome back to the Preacher Voice Podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a new ministry that has been started by David Hiles and disgraced pastor Paul Kingsbury. You're going to make a lot of enemies and people are going to talk about him. And so for the rest of you, be careful. Be careful that you're not just listening to what people have to say. Well, yeah, I didn't like this or that. that. No, far better to just be quiet. If you got something, go talk to him individually. And for heaven's sake, don't receive those accusations and just start blabbering them around as if they're true. Now, I'm going to be reading from a meticulous amount of notes and trying to give you a clear timeline of not only what is happening, but who the players are that are involved. Now, of course, the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement loves to say that all of these churches are, the first word of their name, independent. But that is not the case. There are so many circles and connections and dots that all weave within this. And it's incredibly hard to explain to somebody who is outside the movement or someone who just has been in the movement for a short amount of time. For those of you that have taken a deep dive into IFB history, you've seen these connections. And for those of you who have spent any length of time, you've probably seen the same circuit of speakers and colleges and things represented within the denomination. But I think it's important to show these connections and really show how these guys stick together and how the worst of the worst of the independent fundamental Baptist movement have become a tight knit community. But before we dive in, let's introduce you to Pastor Paul Kingsbury. North Love Baptist Church has received over 30 allegations of sexual abuse from women who were connected with the church, North Love Christian School, Reformers Unanimous, and other North Love Ministries. Pastor and Reformers Unanimous co-founder Paul Kingsbury had led the ministry from 1982 until he resigned in 2021. Nothing that goes on in the ministry or has gone on in all these years has ever been just put under a proverbial rug. If you lift the rug, it's clean under there. In August 2021, Pastor Paul Kingsbury resigned from North Love Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois, after a lawsuit, which was filed against the church in May of that year, became public. 
On September 4th, 2021, I was joined on an episode of the Preacher Boys podcast by the attorneys who represented the victims of North Love Baptist Church. These attorneys are from the law offices of Frederick W. Nessler and Associates, and I can't speak highly enough about this group of lawyers, this legal team. I have spoken with them many times in relation to different cases connected to the IFB and beyond, and they're an absolutely incredible team. I'll link to some of their information and that interview in the show notes of this episode. But in our conversation on September 4th, 2021, they explained that while the lawsuits they were involved with were not filed against Kingsbury directly, he was a crucial part of the story. I probably talked to uh, at least 10 to 12 different people Mm. uh, who have had some involvement with North Love, um, and they all involved different individuals. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to go into those names, but there'll be two more lawsuits filed within the next month. Mm. Um, and the common denominator in those cases is, you know, we're not filing these cases against, against Kingsbury individually, but his name comes up time and time again, as someone who was notified, uh, that these things were occurring and nothing happened. So, you know, there's bad guys in every institution in the world. And the fact that they do something wrong while they're, under, while they're working for you or whatever the case might be, that's not necessarily a lawsuit. It becomes a lawsuit when you do nothing and you check mm. these guys and cover this stuff up. And that's what's problematic in these situations. That's the problem with North Love. Um, they could have rooted these guys out, got rid of them and moved on, but they didn't. They protected oh. them, moved them to foreign countries or whatever the case might be. And, you know, I really credit... Uh, the individual who came forward and filed a lawsuit, I don't know if we're discussing her name or not, but I think she's going by Sarah on the local papers here. Um, but I really credit her because as Fred said before, you know, a lot of these people think, you know, it was just me. Um, you know, it was just my case. I'm the only one. And since then, you know, like I said, we've gotten numerous calls, uh, heard numerous stories. Um, and, you know, more people are, uh, getting more confident, coming forward, willing to use their names in these lawsuits. And, you know, it's just, it's created a avalanche of uh, information coming forward. And, and, and the best part of all of it is, you know, it's created change within the church. I mean, right. Kingsbury has resigned. Uh, some individuals with RU have resigned. And I, I'm not saying that's going to change anything, but, you know, hopefully it, it changes the culture of the church and puts them on notice that, hey, we need to protect kids in the future and do the right thing when it comes to allegations of abuse. So if Kingsbury was the common denominator in all these cases, why wasn't he the main focal point of the lawsuit? With with a civil lawsuit, what we need is some kind of notice to the church that there was something going on and they failed to do it. That's how mm. we're going after the church. You know, we could sue these individuals and go after them directly, but there's no insurance, um, you know. A lot of times individual people don't have any money. So if you get a judgment against them, you're never going to collect it anyway. Um, so, I mean, Kingsbury as an agent of the church and, you know, the man in charge, so to speak, he was the one with the duty to report these things and get these problems fixed. Mm. So he's not named in the lawsuit, but as the man, the biggest mandatory reporter within that institution and, and mandatory reporting in Illinois, you know, if you're working for that church, you know, anyone from the janitor up to the head pastor is a mandatory reporter there. Yeah. So any agent that's notified, teachers, you know, whoever else was involved with the school or, or the church, you know, their failure to report is what puts North Love at risk in these lawsuits. 
After Kingsbury's resignation, two more lawsuits were filed, one on October 18th, 2021, and one on October 21st, 2021. On November 19th, 2021, the Rockford Register Star did an excellent breakdown on the story that listed out all of the different lawsuits that were presently filed and all of the people who were being accused. For the most part, since then, there hasn't been much news relating to Kingsbury, outside of him popping up as a guest speaker at random church functions here and there. But then, in June 2023, Kingsbury announced a new partnership and ministry with David Hiles. Now, if you're listening to the Preacher Boys podcast, you're probably familiar with who David Hiles is, but I'm going to give you a very short history lesson if you're not aware, and a refresher, I guess, if you are. David Hiles is the son of one of the biggest names in fundamentalist Baptist history, Jack Hiles. the 1970s, David Hiles allegedly groomed and raped at least two women who were 15 or younger. These rapes were allegedly covered up by the leadership at Hiles Anderson College under Jack Hiles' leadership. Soon after, at David Hiles' next church, someone discovered porn magazines containing ads for group sex, which they reportedly claimed featured photos of Hiles having sex with church member Brenda Stevens. A story soon surfaced that Hiles had extramarital sex with some 19 female members of the church. In 1985, David, whose wife divorced him, later lived with Brenda Stevens and was charged in abusing her year-old son, Brent. David Hiles set out to follow in his father's footsteps, but his zest for women cost him his pulpit and his first marriage. When David left a Texas church in disgrace, he and his girlfriend, Brenda Stevens, moved to Bolingbrook, Illinois with her two children by her first marriage. It wasn't long before her youngest son, 17-month-old Brent Stevens, came to the attention of abuse investigators. In 1985, they found him with a broken leg plus eight or nine bones in various stages of healing. Paul Cialino was a homicide investigator for the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. He and his team fought, unsuccessfully, to keep Brent away from David and Brenda. I wasn't concerned this child was going to be abused again. I was concerned this kid was going to wind up dead. That was my concern. His concern was justified. A few months later, Brent Stevens was found dead in his crib. Due to bureaucratic bungling, an inconclusive autopsy was done at a hospital instead of the morgue. But at the inquest, David Hiles invoked his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Brenda, the mother of the dead child, was a no-show. As for the status of the investigation... This case is an open case still today. And nothing's been done. Can anything be done at this point? Absolutely. It's a murder case. I would even go further and say that if I could get David and Brenda in a court of law, they'd both get convicted of murder, without a doubt. I have a dead child with a history of abuse, and I have two people who are the only people who access to that child at night. David and Brenda Hiles later conceived a son and named him Jack David Hiles, and in March of 1999, Brenda Hiles ran over him with the family car, killing the five-year-old boy. Brenda claimed that Jack David had fallen out of the car and she could not avoid running over him. Since the 90s, David has rebranded himself as something of a self-help guru for the abusive underbelly of the independent Baptist movement. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He works to, quote, restore pastors who have fallen. The more you care about restoring the fallen, the more you will become a target. Fallen seems like a strange word to describe rapists, pedophiles, and other criminals, but one would be lying if they said anything about David and his deceitful checkered history was normal. Aside from some recent posts showcasing unsavory connections with pastors like Jack Heil sycophants like Bob Gray Sr., as well as some vague references to restoration and forgiveness posted from his wife's account, there hadn't been much breaking news about David until Sunday, October 11th, 2020 when Jonathan Grisham Birchfield of Stop Pastoral Abuse received messages from a woman in her young 20s who alleged an online relationship with then-67-year-old David Hiles. Screenshots showed that he would contact her from a variety of accounts using aliases like David Jackson and David Miller. He made claims his wife had passed away, which was simply not true. When reading the messages, Hiles acts as you would expect. Some messages reference meetings he was preparing to speak at, while others are purely sexual in nature. He references masturbation, sexual activity, and among the myriad of messages that reflect a long-running deceitful and manipulative relationship are dozens of selfies from David Hiles, some without a shirt, pictures that this person would be unlikely to possess unless David himself sent them. And it's important to recognize that while manipulating this young woman, David Hiles was simultaneously financing his restoration ministry off the backs of supporting churches. He's a true charlatan using ministries, church members, and every other person in his life as pawns to his advantage. So now that we have context for who Paul Kingsbury is and who David Hiles is, let's go back to June 2nd, 2023, when a live video hosted by David Hiles and Paul Kingsbury was posted to the Fallen in Grace Ministry Facebook page. The two announced a new ministry called RestorationCareMinistries.com. It's June 1. It's hard to believe that uh, from a simple conversation well over a year ago now about doing something online in behalf of helping people to find biblical solutions to life problems uh, in this kind of a format, uh, that it's finally here and it's finally yeah. finally launching. And I'm very excited Greatly indebted to you and to Pastor Dave Baker. Both of you guys have been just, you know, incredible. And I'm very, very thankful, excited about the future in this and what God's got in mind. Well, I remember that we were sitting in here at the Red Barn. Yeah. Uh, and we started talking about this idea. And it it just started, kept unfolding over the weeks and over the months and uh, became more and more uh, something I think we could see at first. It was kind of okay. This is an idea, 
but then it started to come together and uh, it has been a battle, but it's been definitely a work of God over this past year. RestorationCaresMinistries.com is essentially a Kajabi website, which features a series of digital courses that can be purchased from Paul Kingsbury, from David Hiles, and according to the live video with Paul Kingsbury and David Hiles, there'll soon be courses from people like Pastor Marvin Smith, who runs Harvest Baptist Church in Iowa. For those of you that don't know who Marvin Smith is, there's a long rabbit trail that I will link to in the show notes as well, but his church has been the center of many controversies as well, including most recently Jordan Webb, a former Christian missionary sent from his church who was sentenced for sexual abuse and incest after a preschooler contracted gonorrhea from him. This is the group of people that are going to help, quote-unquote, restore fallen pastors, including, of course, predators, pedophiles, and so on and so forth. You really have to ask yourself, why are Paul Kingsbury, David Hiles, Marvin Smith, and David Baker, and a long list of pastors affiliated with this ministry, why are they so dead set on maintaining a, in their words, network of guys like this. Brother Smith is all 100% for us and and he's all about restoration. Oh yeah, and he's got this ministry in fact he he's uh consented to and desirous of coming on and doing a podcast or some type of and I just pulled up the sheet here on it. It's called Hebron Ministries in this Harvest Baptist Church there in little, little like a, it's like a cowboy town in the in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. uh and, but what a church? Yeah, I mean, this place was on fire, yeah. and uh, I just uh, really using them to help restore broken lives of people in ministry. And of course, yeah. that's our passion too. That's what you're doing at Red Barn. It's 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 such a need, you know. You smite the shepherd and scatter the sheep. Yeah, and so when the spiritual leaders are struggling, or when they fail, or there's just the, the the conflicts that get on uh, that are not resolved, it yeah. becomes uh, many people get hurt by it. So that's his particular passion, and then of course spiritual warfare. And I I would be able to do a series on on this, yeah, um, for uh, for Restoration Care Ministries. He promised me he would, so oh, we're going to get. Yeah. He's a man of his word, so and yeah, he so is. I'm, I'm sure that he will. Yeah, I'm sure that he will. I think, Brother Kingsbury, one of the things that's going to happen. I don't think. I think all of us have this heart to uh, promote anyone and anyone's ministry. That's, that's a part of restoration. And we're going to discover some jewels out there. I, I went to brother Mike McClary's church um, in 2020 and had the opportunity um, to get to know him. Um, what, I mean, this guy was homeless for many years. I mean, just unbelievable what God has done there. Uh, and he is going to be doing some teaching, but, but also, it's a place we could send people uh, that are hurting. Of course, Pastor Baker has a men's home. But excellent, excellent. I, I believe that the key is facilitating people, getting people where they belong. You know, I had someone call the other day, and they said, "Well, I have somebody, and they really shouldn't be in the position they're in." And I was able to say, "Well, I know someone looking for someone who this this person could fill that position." Well, that's what. We we need to be facilitators, and um, uh, we we're going to have a network of restoration ministries, and I, I that excites me. Why is there such an emphasis on serving this demographic of people, and why on earth would any of these guys be qualified to do it? David Hiles is clearly not the example that these guys should look to, considering his latest scandal was less than two years ago. 
Paul Kingsbury clearly doesn't take these issues seriously, considering 30-plus people have made allegations of sexual abuse in his ministry, and he allegedly failed to act every single time. David Baker wants to surround himself with guys like this. Marvin Smith has been the center of several controversies at his ministries. So is this a network of people you want to be affiliated with? And what do these pastors have to gain through these connections? I will say as someone who's been exposing independent fundamental Baptist abuse for some time, I applaud the stupidity of Hiles, Baker, Kingsbury, and company for being so formal about this issue and creating a network that will make it a lot easier to track abusive pastors moving forward. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.